welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa, and I'm excited today to announce um, my guest, Kristen Kimmel, who's the EVP and head of business development for Ozaic, uh, formerly known as Advisor Group. Um, and uh, Kristen, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here today. I appreciate it. Awesome. So uh, for those that are listening, uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, you're going to be on the sort of the on the front end of the of the news, this this announcement came out a few weeks ago, and uh, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I need to get Christian on the show and let's talk about this. There's a lot of other thing, exciting things happening at Ozaic uh, that I think people should know about. So we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Um, but Christian, why don't you, uh, for our listeners, um, why don't maybe just give a, a a two minute background on on your background because we've worked w- with each other at some your previous firm. Right. And then let's get into Ozaic. What does it mean? Uh, what's What does it mean for the firm? What does it mean for financial advisors? What does it mean for financial advisors that are thinking about moving firms and potentially looking at Ozaic as the destination firm? Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Well, again, Frank, thanks for having me here today. It is, I am, it, I am really excited about this. I really have to say, you know, I've had a long career, as you mentioned. I was on the employee channel side of the business for the first 27 years of my career and absolutely love working with financial advisors and uh, had the opportunity to actually join advisor group and, and move to the independent side of the business where I feel like there is this tremendous growth opportunity to help advisors really in two phases, really as entrepreneurs, right? In building that enterprise value for their businesses and as advisors and serving their clients. And for me, that was kind of really what was the catalyst and, and where I found that excitement wanting to, to to change where I was at my journey in supporting financial advisors. So here I am, I started with advisor group and now we are Ozaic. And that to me is just really been a great journey to this announcement, to this change. And what I love about it is that we've been doing it as we look at it mostly from the advisor lens and why this would be important. And I think when you looked at who we were as advisor group and, you know, a strong organization, but even in talking with you, Frank, sometimes there was some complexity trying to understand and who who we were with a little bit of an identity crisis, so many brands, collectively and um as we as we looked at it in the market and we and we were looking at that that complexity that confusion it was creating we we decided to take a step back and see if we could make it a little bit easier we were already operating in a shared service model so from a consolidation standpoint as people would say really no complexity there we could do um it really comes down to how we want to be seen in the, in the marketplace, how we want advisors to know who we were. And it wasn't resonating because there was there was that complexity. And so this really allows us to come together as one. And I love the name. It's right. Ozaic is it's not it's a coin phrase. It's it's a new word. But I love it because I really it plays a little bit off of the word mosaic, obviously, without the M. And is really kind of stands for coming together. That a little bit of a collection of who we are, where we can be 
forward-looking as a future and really be one and bring the best of what we have together. And that's to me what is really exciting about it. Yeah. So um, for some of our listeners, um, one of the comments that, that Kristen made as a as a consultant for financial advisors when when I, we've been doing business with advisor group for for many years, um, and it was always, always a little bit of a challenge uh, with the eight different broker dealers and and you know which one is right for which advisor and is it Royal Alliance or is it FSC or is it Securities America all all of those things and it and it you know for look making a move is difficult as it is right and so to try to have to differentiate between which 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 branded firm if all the shared services are the same um right which branded firm so this definitely makes it a little bit easier um talk about um in in terms of the the brand itself um you know when you talk about shared services and a, a mosaic of advisors together um really how do you see this uh for those advisors that are there how do you see this really positively affecting uh, affecting them in a positive way yeah. in terms of maybe, look, there's also going to be some level of, I'll call it broker-dealer consolidation, right? Moving all of the different broker-dealers onto one platform. Uh, so how does how do you see that happening? And what are the positives that you see coming out of this for, for the financial advisors that are at the firm, right? And then I'm going to ask you, what, what should an advisor be thinking about if they're looking at joining today? It's a great question. And and I spent some time with some of our advisors yesterday even talking about this. So when I when we look at it kind of from their lens, there's not a lot of change, right? It the it, it's a branding change, certainly. They've had a lot of shared services, but what I think it does for our advisors or what we're anticipating this will do is really make sure that every single touch point is a more cohesive, consistent experience and it's efficient. There won't have to be a pause to ask, you know, which wealth management firm are you with? Just to ensure if there's some nuance there, there won't have to be that. Um, I look at some of our teams that have to, I'll use marketing, for example, right? Um, they can be more efficient in supporting their advisors if they're not spending their time, you know, updating every form to include uh, eight different logos, right? So it, it's an efficiency play for them where we can really get more focused and focus focus that energy and the time and the resources on what matters to them, what matters to the advisors, helping them better serve their clients instead of saying, okay, let's do everything and repeat it eight times with eight different logos or having to ask that question. Now it'll be consistent and they'll be able to know what that experience will be every single time. Right, because the reality is, um, you you guys have done a really good job, and you have a marketing system that allows advisors to sort of build their brand and all that other stuff. But the reality is, it's not like a financial advisor is changing their brand. Exactly. So they'll still do business under their own DBA in most cases, right? So that's exactly, and it's just who they're, you know, who's identified in their disclosure. Sometimes we talk. I talk about it internally. I was talking with an advisor the other day. It's about, you know, their name is the name on the back of the jersey. That's who the that's who the their clients know. And that's what matters to their clients. And we just need to make sure that that front of the jersey is a solid foundation and and that they know that that's that's something that that is the solid partner for their financial advisor to work with to make sure that they're getting the solutions that they need for their clients. Cool. So can you talk a, a little bit about, I'm asking this question, not that I'm asking you for non-public information because it's it's in all the different articles, yeah. um, but what's the plan in terms of the consolidation of the actual broker dealers themselves in terms of timing and stuff like that? Yeah, so we've announced, right, um, what we're... 
what will take place by the end of this year. So we'll start with there are that are three firms that will have gone through the transition by the end of the year. And I will, you know, say that the the team that's been working on this has done a tremendous job because the intent behind all of this was to prevent any disruption to an advisor, right? So from a, a Jamie Price would say this is a legal entity, right? So he wants to have the legal entity kind of fade away, but not have any disruption to the advisor. So this isn't, there's no repapering required. There's no changes. They're on the same platform. There isn't a change to a different back office or anything like that. So it should be a very, very seamless transition with very limited disruption um, from an advisor's perspective. Clients will have to be notified that the, you know, the, 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 in the disclosures would change of the name change, but really, truly that should be a minimal, minimal impact. Right, because it's not like you're changing uh, custodians or anything like that. Right, and everybody was on the same platform. We were using the same technology. So those pieces will happen very, very seamlessly. So the first three firms, the transitions will be taking place. So Royal Alliances will transition, then followed. You've seen kind of the timeline that's been identified by that closely by, by SagePoint and then FSC and then quickly Woodbury. And then we'll pause. We'll want to make sure that, again, looking at it from the advisor's perspective, that there isn't any disruption during one of the most critical times during tax season and supporting clients and what their needs are during that time. And then we'll pick it up back after that time period. So if I have a, if I have a client that's like, Hey, I'm interested in, in talking to, um, Osaic, um, they're leaving, you know, they're leaving another broker dealer. Um, what broker dealer are they joining? Well, they're all joining Osaic now. So that's what's the exciting part is we don't have to navigate that complexity. That was like a trick question, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what's really exciting for us is now that we're recruiting, we're recruiting all into the new Osaic wealth management firm so that we don't have to have any complexity. And then those new, those individuals who are joining then the, any further transitions, there won't be anything more that they would experience. So they'll come onto the platform. They'll be Osaic from the get-go. It's up and ready to go. We have the materials and everything they would need to be able to do that. And we've already been onboarding people onto Osaic. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I, I asked that question and I, and I was laughing because it's sort of like a trick question. I already, I already knew the answer. Um, <laughs> But you know, I've had some clients ask, like, "Well, if I'm if you're introducing me just to a Royal Alliance team or or whatever, right? Like, I don't want to go there and then and then have to like re you know redo something, have my clients get another announcement." Um, right. So you're you're being um, it's a smart move that basically anyone that's coming aboard that's transitioning to the new entity um, yeah. directly. Yeah, and it gets back to what I said a little bit earlier is everything that we were doing throughout this process was really looking at it from the experience of the advisor and of their clients. And so that was another critical thing is saying, hey, look, at as we have advisors coming on, let's make sure that that experience is, you know, the best possible experience for them. And to your point, joining a firm, right, and being in the midst of a transition and then having clients get a notification of a name change, even if it was as simple as that's what it is. It just would create another reason that the client may get confused and pick up the phone and call and say, wait a minute, you just told me about advisor group or this firm. And now I'm getting this email. Is it phishing? Should I be worried? What's the, you know, is somebody trying to get my information? So we try to really look at it from their lens and say, hey, let's make it easy. Let's ensure that as soon as Osaic was announced, anybody joining could join right into Osaic and we would and wouldn't have any further impact. But transitions are disruptive enough. We didn't want to add any complexity to that. Yeah, no, I, I think that was uh, that was a smart move. Um, so in, in terms of, I, I want to, can I, can we just shift gears for for, for a minute? Because I think that um, 
And I'd love to maybe get under the hood on um, some other exciting things that might be coming down the pike that you can share with us that maybe aren't aren't uh, aren't out there just yet. Because um, I know that you've been really working hard since you joined uh, formerly Advisor Group uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and you know, we we were in Arizona uh, maybe two years ago. Really, just you know, your whole thing is really making all of this stuff system, you know, systematizing it, streamlining it, so that the advisor experience is really, really good. Um, so this is like almost like you're you're you were wishing this into into uh, into happening. So, um, but one of the things that that I'm going to talk about, and then you can share some other things, is uh, a couple of. I guess maybe it was a month ago, right? Right around the same time of the as the Osaic announcement, there was another announcement that came out that I thought was candidly um, more interesting in terms of growth and direction of the firm, um, and look going to where the puck is, you know, going to where the puck is going, right? Not where it is, and uh, that was the the hiring of Ed Swenson, uh, who was one of you know sort of an early employee, early founder, co-founder. Uh, with, uh, with Dynasty, and he joined Advisor Group now Mosaic, um, and is heading up this this new RIA division or RIA growth plan. Um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know a ton about it, and this is why I wanted to ask you about it because I think it really got buried in the in the Mosaic news. Uh, so, can you give us a little bit of color on that, and, and where do you think the puck's going? Sure. Um, well, first and foremost, I am thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to have Ed join the team. It's it's super, super exciting. If I I'll pause for a second, I'm just I'm going to pull back for a second, and I promise I will get to answer your question. It just might be a little bit long, but you know, one of the things as we were looking at um, kind of the the transition, what we're saying kind of is the journey to one part of it is really again, as I said, looking at it from the advisor's lens, right and ensuring that, you know, one of the big pieces in, is that we have kind of the scale, the harmony at scale. So advisors have the solutions and what they need for their clients. But as part of that, in talking with advisors, one of the things that I learned with advisors that was different in the from the employee channel to the independent channel is while advisors are seeking independence, they are still, they want to seek independence without sacrificing, at least what I've heard from them. And, and you can tell me if you hear this, without sacrificing, um, a sense of community or a sense of belonging and without sacrificing having a voice. They still want to have a voice, right? With their, with who they partner with for their custody, their clearing uh, and, you know, what that partnership looks like. So one of the things that is really exciting to me and, and you'll see how this fits together. I apologize. Long-winded answer no, is, this is great. Well, the work that Aaron Ford has been doing is saying, okay, now when we come together as one, we have an opportunity because Today, those communities are previously, I should say, prior to the, the transition is the communities were really being defined by legal entities. And so you had just what I would say is a vertical as as your community, which was great. But what we were learning with our 11,000 advisors all across the U.S. is that there was a tremendous opportunity to create not only a singular community as defined by a legal entity, but multiple communities. So think of the opportunity to have a community with somebody geographically. So what could have been ironic is you could be in a city, you could be in the same building. We had this situation where we had individuals who are in the same building, one with one firm and one with another firm. So while they passed each other every day in the elevator, they didn't have that opportunity to create that community or maybe even that succession that they were looking to do because of the complexities our legal entities were creating. So now what we can do is we can say, hey, look at 
You can maintain your community by your, your former legal entity. You can have a community that's defined by a geography or a region that you're in. You can have a community that is defined by a your business practice. So people that have businesses that are similar to yours, Erin has done um, several study groups where she brings like-minded business owners together and they share best ideas, practices. You can even have your community defined by the client segment that you serve. So we have individuals that have very specific client segments, some that are serving communities, the deaf community or communities that, you know, very, very specific. And we can bring those individuals together now into a community Communities of people who look alike. So those might be communities of female or women financial advisors, or they may be communities of next gen advisors, right? So now what I love about it is you've got this opportunity and I, in my head, I visualize it like a tic-tac-toe board, communities vertically, horizontally, diagonally, and we can even break tic-tac-toe and do a little bit of a zigzag if we want to. So that to me is great. So then what, um, as part of that, the business practice, what we're doing is instead of looking at it by like I said, by that legal entity, now we can look at it by channel. So that's the independent channel. And that's, you know, being head up by Aaron Ford. And then we have Steve Almirante, who is heading up our financial institutions channel, and then rounding it out with Ed now heading up what we're, you know, our RIA solutions channel. So what we wanted to ensure is that Osaic can be the platform of choice for an advisor across any affiliation that they're looking for, right? We didn't want to be limited. So if they want to come in and they want to, you know, in traditional independence with a corporate RA and affiliate with a wealth management firm, we have that available. If they want to affiliate into a financial institutions, we've got that available. And then we just, like you said, as, as the industry is looking, if you, uh, you they want a choice. And, and as we're talking to people who are looking, they want to say, hey, maybe I want to have my own RIA. Maybe I want to be RIA only and not have any sort of FINRA licensing or affiliations with a wealth management firm. And so what we wanted to do is make sure that we had all of those options available and we could consult with advisors and really determine what was the right fit for them, where they could best serve their clients and ensure that we had that for them rather than say, well, that's what you want to do, but we'd have to move you over here because we can't do that. So that's where Ed comes into play and in really bringing somebody who's best in the industry and creating that platform so that we can make sure that it's available to them. It seems like uh, when I look at your website, it's what, what's paramount to me is it's, you know, it says partnership practice and community, yes. right? So it seems like to me, those are the three tenets of the sort of the direction of the firm. You're focusing on partnerships, your the individual practices, and really this community. Um, and I, I get it. I mean, we have in our town, you know, I, I, I know them because I can see the, you know, you know, securities offered by underneath the sign or whatever like that. But it is interesting to find that you within the old advisor group brand, these advisors that, that, are, that are basically at the same company, but at a different company, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and and the I think that as the advisor population gets much older, and you made a comment about you know now 11,000 advisors, I don't think people understand how big advisor group or Osaic really is. And that if you're, um, if, if you're an advisor candidly thinking about as part of your business plan, acquisitions and, and acquiring practices, right? Why not be at a firm that has 11,000 advisors? And now you just made it easier uh, for for them to sort of, I'll say cross-channel. Previously, it would have been cross-channel, right? Yeah, right. Now it's same channel um, exactly. to, go, to go and acquire. It so, is. Um, in terms of the RIA 
piece of it. And again, I know it's somewhat new, um, but is is this a situation where you're going to allow a an independent financial advisor um, to open up their own RIA and stay on the broker dealer side? So one of your um, your broker dealers is Triad, right? And right. and I've done a lot of business with Triad because yeah. I love the model, love the people, right? Um, just great, and everyone over there is super. And so um, you know that's they have Triad and they have Triad, Triad Hybrid Solutions. Um, so are you going to be really expanding that hybrid solutions model? Is that what Ed's role is going to be? I'm just maybe add some colors. Yeah, well, I think so. Ed's role is really, you know, and, and he's early stages and maybe kind of we look at a future bringing him into to pro- provide some clarity on a piece of it. But really, truly, you're right. We had we had triad. And I think one of the things is, well, you were able to, you kind of knew what was, what we had there. I don't think it was widely known what was available. So that, that hybrid offering is certainly something that we want people to be able to understand what we have and what's available to them. And we want to make sure, again, like I said, whatever affiliation model works best for an advisor and serving their clients, we want to make sure not only do we have that platform, but we have that platform, what we would say is kind of best in the industry. And that's really where Ed comes into play. So he'll be looking holistically at the across triad, you know, the hybrid offering, the hybrid, uh, you know, the hybrid solutions that sits within there. So that piece of it. And then Again, like I said, if you go further into what does that fee-only offering look like where somebody has an independent RIA or even wants to affiliate into a corporate RIA but isn't looking to have any sort of a, a wealth management firm affiliation or wealth or, or FINRA licensing anymore. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, one of the things I've seen recently is, um, and I think it's just going to get worse, is the consolidation of the TD folks into the Schwab practice. And Schwab's now gotten exponentially larger. Um, I really, I've talked to a lot of, I'll say smaller RAs, sub 250 million, 100 million that are really lost, right? They 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 feel like they've lost a sense of community. Um, yeah. And this idea that now maybe there is an option at, at a firm like Ozaic um, is something that is really intriguing. And I think that people should, should look at, um, again, maybe it's consolidate, it's, it's, you know, staying, staying with Schwab, but being part of a bigger community and, who knows what that'll look like? Because I know with Triad, they they use you know Schwab. Most of my clients that I moved over to Triad um, are on the Schwab platform. So um, it's just definitely going to be interesting to see where 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 that goes. But um, I I know the folks over at Dynasty. I know I I knew Ed, and I was like, oh, that's interesting yeah. pickup right there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's super exciting. He's just a great, great add to the team. And uh, I'm really excited to work with him and, and yeah. see how we, you know, and then be able to just talk about it and be able to share, like you said, be able to to be able to share um, more broadly what we have available so people are aware of it. Like you said, there are a lot of people with what's happening in the industry, the consolidations, the regulatory changes um, that are looking for where where do I fit? Where's the best fit for me? And um, and I and I think we can we can make that available. And that's what's really exciting. We just have to be able to ensure that people understand what we have and who we are. And the first step of that was eliminating some of the complexity and the confusion, so that people knew who we were. Like you said, you know, people would look at one of the firms and know how many advisors were at one of the firms, but very few people took a step back and really understood that you know, Mosaic has eleven thousand financial advisors across the United States. It's pretty exciting. So I think the one piece that that's missing um, that I'll just wait for the announcement at some point is when you all roll out a W-2 model, um, because like 
like me and and like you in your previous role in a W two uh, environment, uh, there are just some advisors that just don't want to be ten ninety nine, right? They they're great advisors. One of my closest friends is like that, right? Uh, he just wants to be in a W two environment. They understand the economics are a little bit different. They're okay with that. Um, I think that is you know it'll be interesting to see when that rolls out uh, from Mosaic next, or maybe there is a model there, but you know within within the group, but. Um, I think that that'll be an interesting announcement. I hope that you 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 let me in on that one first, and you know make that announcement on my well, podcast. So you know what I I'll step back and take a different approach on this one. I what I think is my favorite part about this industry is you know that we're serving clients, right? That we're helping people manage their finances and helping them achieve their goals. So that's what our financial advisors do every single day. And what I love is that there are so many different options that can be the right option for the financial advisor. And that's where, you know, like that's where we'll look at is to say, you know, what, what is the best fit for a financial advisor? Like you said, everybody has a maybe different feel for what's right for them. And we just want to make sure that, that we've got that platform and that we can help them be as successful as possible so that they can truly help their clients yeah. achieve their goals. Well, this has been great. Um, I appreciate your time. Uh, looks like it's nice and sunny out where you are. So, um, it is. you know, and not get... too terribly hot. I'm in Minnesota, so it's actually not too brutal at this time of year. It's actually oh, that's very nice. That's nice. Yeah, so, nice. um, you know, aside from, uh, I, I guess, Osaic.com, right? O-S-A-I-C is Osaic.com. Um, what's the other, what's the, if someone's listening to this and they want to learn more about the platform, aside from, of course, calling me or someone on my firm, right? Where should someone go to find some more information on Osaic? Yeah, I think Osaic.com, we've got information out there. We'll be putting more out there. You can, they can reach out to me directly. Happy to to do that. They can reach out to you. We'll make sure we get those connections in place, but um, feel free to go to Osaic.com and uh, take a look. Still be, we'll still be adding more out there. It's early, right? You know, you do a name change and then you've got to, we, there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes to try to get everything out there, but there's some pretty great information about who we are, where we're located. And um, across the U.S., there's a nice little map out there that shows you where all of our advisors are across the 50 states. So it's pretty exciting. Awesome. Kristen, this was this was great. Thank you very much for joining yeah. the show. Uh, I appreciate it for my listeners. Thanks for joining. Uh, don't forget to reach out to, to Kristen. You can check her out on, on LinkedIn and um, connect with her. And if there's if you're looking for more guidance and advice, obviously, she can, she can help you. We can help you. Um, and I definitely try to get Ed on the show uh, yeah. for sure. So I'll give him a heads up. Yeah, I'll reach out to them too. So thanks everybody for for joining. Thanks for listening. And uh, Kristen, thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.